Welcome to Fueled by Faith, a podcast that shares the testimonies of sports people who compete for a glory greater than themselves. Welcome back to episode six of the podcast. Today, we were lucky to chat to University of Hawaii beach volleyball player and freak accident survivor, Heather Friesen. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here. Yeah, cool. So Fuel by Faith is basically um, sharing testimonies. So I invite you to share how you came to know God. So... Uh, Yeah, I was born and raised in the Chicago area and uh, just grew up with volleyball as kind of like my number one over everything. Um, Well, I actually started out playing softball from the beginning and that was my first love. But then as I got older, I have always been tall. And so my older sister just kind of said, okay, Heather, you should probably play volleyball because you're tall. (laughs) So I tried it out and ended up really liking it. Um, So then I kind of just transitioned into that and the rest was history. Um, So yeah, I started playing, I think, officially in fifth grade. And then I played in high school, did pretty well. And then I was just determined to get a scholarship to play. So I ended up getting a full ride to play at Western Kentucky University. So that was fun. Um, Had a really, really great time there. My coach was amazing and I'm just so thankful. Um, We had a really successful team. So that was pretty awesome too. (laughs) But also growing up, I was born and raised Catholic. So that was my faith like from the very beginning. I was baptized when I was a couple months old. And just my whole family is Catholic. That's just like, it's what you are. <laughs> so I had, I had that, I guess, foundation, you could say. Um, but I was a pretty devout Catholic. Like I would go to mass all the times that I was supposed to. I was an altar server. So I served and I was like a reader at mass and I sang the choir. So I was doing everything. <laughs> so I was very very into Catholicism, but not necessarily into my relationship with God. So I didn't really understand what that meant growing up. But uh, when I went to Western Kentucky, I started going to church there as well and kind of got to develop my faith a little bit there. So that was pretty awesome. But then, so going into my senior season of playing indoor volleyball there, my coach talked to me and he said, Heather, you know, you can play a fifth year in a different sport. Right. And I was like, I had no idea. (laughs) And he knew that I really liked beach volleyball. And so he said, you know, you're trying to get your master's anyway, so you should try to go play at a different school. So I was like, yeah, that sounds like a pretty great idea. (laughs) So I just emailed every single school that had a beach volleyball program and just waited to hear back and I didn't really know what to expect. Um, A few schools started trickling in, and then all of a sudden, the University of Hawaii emailed me back, and I was like, oh my gosh, is this real life? (laughs) It was, yeah, it was super exciting because being from Chicago, Hawaii is like this far off land, and most other people, like people from California, 
they go to Hawaii all the time. But for me, it was like, wow, this is like a fairy tale getting to go to Hawaii. So I, man, it all happened really quickly. And I got to go to Hawaii in January of, let's see, 2015 and started my beach volleyball career there. Um, it was very difficult at first because indoor volleyball is really different from beach volleyball. So <clears throat> I had to uh, just a really big adjustment because I was a middle hitter for indoor. So all that I ever did was that I hit and blocked and that was it. So with beach volleyball, you have to do everything. Mm. So I had to learn all of these different skills and that was very difficult. And this was my, my first season, I was going to get two seasons out of it. And I just barely made the travel team for my first season. And so I was thankful for that, but I knew that I wanted to do better for my next season. And it was going to be my last season ever of collegiate athletics. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go as hard as I can and make this worth it. <laughs> So I was really determined just to, to do well. And my goal was to be on the number one team. So I wanted to be playing with the best girl on the team. And we were excited because we knew we were going to have a pretty solid team. So we thought we'd had a chance at a national championship. So worked really hard in the off season. And then leading up to, uh, let's see, it was about two weeks before our season was set to start. And my coaches put me with, the best girl on the team. So I was practicing with her for a solid week and I was like, wow, I did it. I'm on the top team and this is amazing. Like I've, I've achieved all my goals. This is so great. Uh, so I was super proud of myself and just like very, very excited for the season and hoping that things were going to go well. So then it was about a week before the season was set to start, I decided to go on a hike in Hawaii and that's when everything changed. So it was a waterfall hike and I, we were at the first waterfall and I decided that I wanted to look over the edge of the waterfall for whatever reason. And so I had my GoPro strapped to my chest also. So I turned my GoPro on and then I got closer to the edge and you can see in the video, there's this little trickle of water that I couldn't see because it was in the shadows. And so my right foot stepped right on that trickle of water and it just came out from under me. I instantly started falling down this 50 foot waterfall. And I remember turning to face the waterfall. So I faced the rocks and there was this little ledge that I tried to grab onto with my left hand. And my friend was at the top. So I was thinking, okay, if I can grab onto this and then pull myself up, he can help me and I'm going to be fine. But this little ledge was too slippery. So I kept falling. So I fell, like I said, about 50 feet down this waterfall. And it was just a free fall straight to the bottom. And the things that were going through my head as I was falling, I was thinking about my family who was so far away in Chicago and how I knew that something bad was about to happen to me and I didn't know how bad it was going to be and that I knew that they were going to be worried. And then I was thinking about my boyfriend, who's now my husband. He was, he played baseball for University of Hawaii. So he was on a road trip in California. So he wasn't there either. And then 
I started thinking about all my teammates and how sad they would be that this was a week before season and our whole lineup would have to be shuffled because we had things pretty set. But now I kind of knew, like I said, something bad was going to happen and we're going to have to figure things out. So all these thoughts were racing through my head as I was falling. And I also thought, okay, Heather, you need to land on your left side so that you don't mess up your hitting shoulder because I'm (laughs) right-handed. So I ended up falling. I did fall on my left side and I landed on the rocks around the basin of the waterfall. So my left side just slammed into those rocks and then I landed in the water from there. And I remember coming up from the water and wasn't even really in pain yet. I think it was more shock than anything. And my friend who was at the top had to come down and kind of like help me over to the side to lay down. Um, The damage ended up being 10 broken ribs, a collapsed lung, and uh, fractured my scapula on the left side. So yeah, (laughs) pretty painful. And I had to wait for about 40 to 45 minutes at the basin of the waterfall for a helicopter to come get me because I couldn't walk out and my friends couldn't carry me because we were too far in. So it was really during that time frame, those few minutes that God was with me in indescribable ways. Like There's no way that I can say God wasn't with me during this whole thing. I just want to share a few of those things because they're just truly incredible. But first of all, there was a random hiker on the hike who was best friends with the air evacuation crew. And so he texted them our exact location so that they could get there quicker. So that was really awesome. Yeah. (laughs) God was definitely put the, the right person in the right place at the right time. That's for sure. And then there was, a friend with us on the hike who had to leave by himself early before this accident happened. So he went back by himself and he told me later when I was in the hospital that he didn't know why, but he felt like he needed to stop and pray for us when he was on the way back. So he just got this feeling and he got down on his knees and started praying for us right there. And then he found out later what had happened and was like, wow, that's why God wanted me to stop and pray because of your accident. And then on top of that I was laying there and the helicopter was almost there I could hear it in the distance and all of a sudden this big group of my friends from the church that I was going to at that time just so happened to show up so they just so happened to be on the hike on the same day at the exact same time when there's so many other hikes they could be on on this island (laughs) just yeah incredible so I saw them and it was just like instant comfort because they started praying for me right away and just gave me so much peace during that time where it was just pretty crazy and I didn't know what was about to happen so God literally just sent people to be there for me and to pray for me and there's no way to say that he wasn't in that it's just insane (laughs) no at all that gives me like chills that Yeah, I honestly just got chills talking about it. (laughs) Ah, I would have to say I call those God moments where 
it's it's unexplainable like it has to be god you know looking after you and there's no question no doubt in your mind that he is real and with you in that moment yeah, yeah absolutely no doubt at all <laughs> And then the other crazy thing was, like I said, I had to go up in a helicopter, but they didn't even take me up into the helicopter. I was just in this cage, I guess you could say, laying down, attached to a rope hanging from the helicopter. So the whole helicopter ride, I was just hanging from a rope from the helicopter. And it was really terrifying at first. And I remember getting lifted up and realizing that they weren't taking me into the helicopter. And I was like, okay, this is pretty crazy. And then they take me and the branches are hitting me in my face. And so it was pretty scary. And then all of a sudden I got through the trees and I remember it was just an amazingly beautiful day. The sun was out, there wasn't a cloud in the sky and I had been really cold because I was laying in the water. And so the sun was just so nice and warm on my skin and I just felt instant comfort. And I kid you not, this helicopter ride was the most peaceful moment of my life, which is really insane considering I was hanging from a rope from a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I just know that God was with me and I felt, yeah, more peace than I ever have in my life because I felt God's presence with me. And I just kept repeating to myself over and over again, God's got me. I know I'm going to be okay. And so I just had this utter confidence in God and his plan for me. And I never crossed my mind that I was going to die. I remember thinking on the helicopter ride, I'm going to play volleyball again. <laughs> so that was incredible too. But yeah, I, I just savored that moment of peace before they took me to the ambulance and then I had to go to the hospital. Um, I was in the hospital for about two weeks. I had to have surgery to get my ribs plated because they're so out of place. So I have uh, five plates and about 60 screws still in my ribs, holding them together. Yeah, but I'm really thankful for the surgery because that's another blessing. I didn't even think I needed surgery. This was about three days into my hospital stay. And the doctor just came in one day and said, okay, we're doing surgery tomorrow. And I was like, what? <laughs> but he told me that if we didn't do the surgery, that I would really not have any shot at playing volleyball again, because the way that my ribs were broken, they were um, decreasing my lung capacity. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to compete. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm all in for this. So we did the surgery and super thankful for that, but the recovery process was very, very hard. Um, I obviously lost my entire senior season, so that was very devastating. Um, it was very hard for me to deal with because up until this time, volleyball was, like I said, it was my everything. It was my number one, and it had taken the place of God in my life. I truly think that it was an idol in my life. and that was really hard for me to realize but I remember the moment that I realized it and it was about a month or two after my accident and I was just laying in my bed at night it had been a particularly bad day for some reason I don't remember why um, but I was just laying there and feeling pretty down and I thought okay 
I need to just find some encouragement from, from the word right now. So I tried to type in to my phone, Psalm 37, which is a pretty popular Psalm, but my fingers kind of slipped and I typed in 73 instead. And I was like, I don't really know what this is, but I'm just going to read it because God put it in front of me. (laughs) And so I started reading and just, oh my gosh, just laughed out loud after the first few lines because it starts saying, surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. (laughs) I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. So here I am about a month or two after I just slipped and fell off a waterfall. And God is putting the scripture in front of me of feet slipping. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So I, God got my attention and I was thinking, okay, I need to read the rest of this. So the Psalm goes on to talk about how we envy these people that we think in our mind have success and they're doing really well for themselves. But what we don't realize is that they don't have God. And so we, we desire the things that we see on the surface and like we want to have that success and the fame and the fortune that they have. But what we don't realize is that none of that really matters. And what truly matters is knowing God and having a relationship with him because everything else, we don't take that with us to the grave. Everything else gets left here. So we need to be able to keep our number one focus on God and reading the psalm out it was just a light bulb that went out went off in my head and I just thought like wow God I'm so sorry that I've been putting this sport above you this whole time when I really need to be putting you first above all of this so finally just got that realization and from then on I just really tried to build my relationship with God and continue to learn more from his word and just put everything that I could into that relationship. I ended up getting baptized uh, about eight months after my accident happened because even though I was baptized when I was younger, I didn't remember it and it wasn't my personal proclamation of faith. So I really felt like I just wanted to make that personal and public proclamation and just say, okay, here I am, God, I'm giving my all to you. I'm giving my whole life. So just do with it what you want. (laughs) Since then, I've just tried to follow God's will for my life. And I'm definitely not perfect, but I think I just have so much more joy knowing that God is my number one and knowing that I just have his Holy Spirit living within me and giving me strength and confidence and Here I am living in California, playing beach volleyball and nothing hurts when I play. I'm fully recovered and that in and of itself is a miracle. So my goal is just to be able to tell everyone my story and tell everyone what God has done in my life because there's no way that you can deny that God has been a part of this story in my life. So it's just my goal to share that with everyone. No, that's amazing. And uh, you just remind me of like 1 Corinthians 9, where it says um, 24 to 27, you run in such a way, um, you know, to receive the one that is Jesus rather than these earthly prizes that 
a lot of people will continue to strive for that fulfillment in, but mm. it'll be empty until you know the real love of, of Jesus. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And um, this probably changed throughout the years and certainly um, after that accident, but what does being a Christian mean to you? Um, mm. What do you describe that as? Yeah, that's a good question. I definitely don't like the term religion uh, because the way that I grew up, religion was my everything and it wasn't God, but it was just the religion. And so when people ask me now, are you a religious person? I say, well, I'm not really religious. I'm a follower of Christ. And to me, being a Christian is having a deep and personal relationship with God and deciding that you want to follow his will for your life and you're going to do whatever you can to do what he wants you to do. And I think the beautiful thing is that when you have the Holy Spirit living within you, God says he's going to give us the desires of our heart because our desires along with uh, align with his desires. So he just changes me from the inside out. And it's so amazing to, just to be a Christian and to be able to feel that fulfillment and that joy. And I just, yeah, I want everyone to have that. So um, being a Christian is really special and it's definitely not about religion. It's not about the things that you do, but it's about your heart change and having a true faith and hope in God. Yeah, I love that. Um, definitely resonate with the, uh, it's about relationship rather than religion. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then how does Jesus fuel your life as an athlete and a volleyball player on the court, on the sand? How does he fuel that in your life? Mm, I love that. So ever since my accident, I just, my perspective has changed. And before, I think I was playing for my own glory instead of God's glory. Um, but now, since he saved my life that day, and since he gave me the ability to continue to play, I realized just the huge part that God plays in my life. And um, I have to, I constantly remind myself when I go out to practice or go out to play that I need to glorify God in everything that I do. Um, but I get fueled by Jesus when I read my Bible every morning um, and spend time in prayer and just align my thoughts with his thoughts. And I just pray continually when continually when I'm on the volleyball court, um, just for God's strength and guidance. And, um, when I start getting really angry because things aren't going my way, <laughs> I take a deep breath and I say, okay, God, you need to calm me down right now. <laughs> um, so I honestly don't know what my purpose would be without Jesus. He gives me the desire to work hard every single day because I want to work hard for the Lord every day and I want to put my all into the things that he's called me to do. So that's honestly my motivation all the time for my sport and just for daily life too. Yeah. Great. That's so encouraging. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone who doesn't yet know God? Um, where, what direction would you point them in to um, get a relationship with Jesus? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I, I tend to talk about three things. And those three things are reading God's word, spending time in prayer, and being in fellowship with other Christians. So I think those three things are pretty essential. Um, and those are the three things that really turned my relationship with God around and really um, brought me deeper into Christianity because we all have questions and we all wonder like what I just did, was that bad? Like do, how, how can I judge what's good and what's bad, what's wrong and, and what's right? And the beautiful thing is that God gave us the Bible and he gives us so many guidelines and um, things to live by, but I don't see them as restrictions. I see them as him telling us that he loves us and wants the best for us. Mm -hmm. So I think that anyone who's searching or trying to find a relationship with God, that um, if they have any questions at all, they can turn to the word, go to the word, find a credible source. One website that I really like is called the Gospel Coalition. Um, they're super good and trustworthy and reliable. So if you have questions, you can go there. But yeah, just going to the word for your questions, spending time in prayer, which is just just talking to God. It doesn't have to be anything crazy formal, but he wants to hear from us and he wants to have a relationship. So that's, that's super important also. Um, and then, yeah, the third thing, fellowship with, um, with other Christians, because they're going to hold you accountable. They're going to be there to answer your questions. Um, they're just going to be a good example for how you should live. And if you surround yourself with those type of people, then you're going to kind of start to change your ways to like reflect them and, and what they're doing. So um, yeah, those are the three things that I would encourage anyone who's um, kind of searching for that to, to find and to go towards. Yeah, great. And uh, finally, do you have a favorite verse that you'd like to share with everyone or something that comes to mind? Oh, there's so many that I like. I think this has been a favorite of mine for a really long time. And it's Matthew 5, 13. He says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its saltiness, it isn't good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot, <laughs> which sounds kind of tough in the end. But the point is that we need to be salty. Um, and I love that. And I don't want to think of it as like the negative version of being salty or mad, but the way that I think of it as, is that salt does a couple things. It preserves and it flavors. And when Jesus was talking, when he told the disciples to be the salt of the earth, he was telling them to, I think, to preserve his word and to preserve the things that he taught them and to be able to be an example to the world of what it's like to be Christian and a follower of God. And so he wants us to do whatever we can to prevent this world from going towards the ways of the devil, because we know that he's cunning and he likes to just take advantage of us. So we got to preserve this earth and we have to flavor it with um, just the qualities, characteristics, the spiritual gifts that God has given us. Um, and we need to use those things to just be good examples and to bring other people towards him. So yeah, yeah that, that's one of my favorites. Be salty. Yes, I love that. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for sharing your faith story with us today. And it was, I'm sure everyone like myself is so encouraged by your journey and um, the passion that you have living your life for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy sharing and just um, hope that everyone can see that God needs to come first in their lives, no matter no matter what else there is, God comes first. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Of course. God bless. Until next time, this has been Fueled by Faith. I hope you've been encouraged by this faith story.